Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I am your host, Lauren Celentani, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are actually leading the way. And today, we have Kate Middleton, also known as KB. She is a toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, as well as a public speaker based on the Central Coast based on the coast of Central California. KB's platform is based on the education of living a toxic-free lifestyle. Kate believes that through the products we use, the relationships we hold, the mental and physical nourishment we consume, we are faced with many forms of toxins each and every day. As a founder of Just Being Honest, a popular podcast, health, and wellness blog, Kate's mission is to improve the overall mental, physical health through the reduction of toxic exposure. I'm so excited to have you on today, Kate. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I love it. You and I are just like two little like bubbles just floating around <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> We're like always. Anyways, um, thank you so much, Lauren, for having me on this show. You were just on my show and we had so much fun together. My favorite little Italian, Celentani. Celentani. Um, here I am. Yes. Um, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so, so, so welcome. Um, Yeah, I know we have so much in common and we have a lot to get into today. And I would love to hear your own heroine's journey because I love reading these bios and you're a badass, like, boss bitch here. But, like, you know when you're in the thick of it and things are happening and coming up and you're just, like, the dark night of the soul. So, you know, listeners might be like, oh, wow, each of us have it so together. Where, you know, I feel so lost. But it's not like that. Does ever growing journey and I would love to hear like what was the story how did you get into being a toxic free lifestyle advocate oh my gosh sure seriously (laughs) sure we look like those badass bitches out there um you know Instagram is a really great example of that that y'all look at me right now and you're like oh my gosh you're glowing your skin your hair all the things you're smiling But sometimes what you don't see, what's going on right here in the head, in the mind, uh, which seeps down into the heart, as you mentioned, dark night of the soul. Um, Yes, 
like many of y'all, I've been through a lot. I have quite the story to share. Um, could be very in-depth, could be very brief, but my story starts out like this. I mean, I didn't get to this image overnight. Um, I did have to go through the dark night of the soul. And, you know, growing up in a Midwest town, I guess you could say that. I live on, in California now, but growing up in a Midwest town, um, you know, you go through those moments, especially seasonal transition, when you're like, um, you know, am I just seasonally depressed, you know, or is this really my life? But then you really realize when you get older that, yeah, dysfunction was like really at the core essence of my upbringing and the way that I was conditioned and patterned kind of like catapulted and made me make certain decisions that I probably wasn't so proud of because I didn't know better. Um, you know, like what happened to me, right? What happened to me? And every person has, you know, their own uh, occasion or their own insistence of what happens to them in life. But I grew up in a dysfunctional family household, you know, youngest of three daughters. Um, my mom and dad eventually did get divorced, but a lot of the time, I just will never forget this. Um, this little saying of, you know, there's heaven and hell, right? And I was such a sensitive child. I'm a star seed. I'm totally not from this universe that I was so sensitive. My body absorbed everything that I went into. You know, I felt like I had to be the smiley face of the family and hold everyone together. I was the glue, but dysfunctional household, you know, what happened to me? What did it do to me? You know, one of them, my dad, you know, belittled my mom all the time. Me as a young child watching this, he yelled at us for the simplest little things because he could not hold space for our emotions, right? You know, so much love and support for just that growing of that. But him belittling my mom, him coming home from work, I just remember him going to sleep, right? I love my father dearly. But I have to meet him to where, what that felt like to a young child, right? And what it did to me over time, the people that I attracted to in my life, right? So him coming home from work every single night and being a little over intoxicated, overly intoxicated, more to the point that he went home and he went to bed, right? My mom shuttled us around. She made the dinner, right? And then she went and worked some night jobs. But we didn't understand, right? We didn't understand. We were young kids. So me, then in turn, I grieved, you know, the only way that I knew how as a child, you know, I ate my emotions, right? I binge ate so much as a young child. And then I would look at myself and just cry because my sisters who were like 40 hour a week gymnasts had like eight packs and I'm here, this little, what is it? Like a little tuft of a pillow just floating around, you know? So things like that catapulted over time, which made me then go into like teen years. I isolated myself. Yeah, certainly I was seen as like someone that was 
I wouldn't even say I was not popular, but I looked at the ground a lot. My self-esteem was so low. Um, but with that being said, like the way that I just talked to myself and treated myself, you know, I got really hardcore into athletics and I realized that I am such an athlete and, you know, I learned, I think it was at, I mean, I started at a very young age in athletics at age four, I was competing in swimming, but at age 15, I decided I could make a choice for myself. And I started to exercise, run around the block. I would go to the local YMCA, take the kickboxing classes. I mean, I would be on the elliptical. I would do the spin classes. I even did step aerobics, you know, like I was doing all of these things. I would go to the yoga classes. Um, so amongst that journey, you know, I really kind of trampled into past the, the aggravation of being in that, as I mentioned before, there's heaven and there's hell, there's heaven on earth and there's living in your own hell. And honestly, at times I felt like I was a child that was walking around shaking all the time. My hands were in like clasped into fists all the time. I remember my dad would take his finger and just open them up and I was, you know, just holding in the tension, holding in the tension of life, right? I had stomach irritability, all the things, but moving on into the rest part of my high school years and into my, you know, early twenties, you know, I gravitated into, okay, by this time my parents got divorced right when I graduated high school and, you know, and I know this is a long story, but it is such perpetuating my whole life. You know, I, I started to date people more, right? But I wasn't dating the right types of people because I wasn't given a positive influence of what a relationship should look like. I landed into an abusive relationship, right? My self-esteem was still pretty low. I was naive. I was fogged. I didn't know what was going on. I was also compensating for just having been broken up by my high school boyfriend that lasted throughout college, right? So those choices that we make from where our mindset is, from what we had seen, from dysfunctional patterns that have been basically bestowed within us. So I went through an abusive relationship, obviously not my cup of tea to be in. Um, and like, what did it do to me physically and emotionally and mentally over time? Well, you know, since my self-esteem was already pretty low, you know, sexual abuse can happen, yes, in a relationship. And I just wanted to point that out because a lot of people don't think that you can get raped by um, a boyfriend, right? But it does happen. And what that does to someone's psyche, physically, emotionally, and mentally is debilitating, especially as a young, forming female. Um there are questions that came into my head at times. Um, and actually, you'll probably appreciate this. I was on birth hormonal birth control at the time, which a fun fact about this being toxic-free lifestyle advisor is that when you're on hormonal birth control, that actually changes the, the um, basically like who you see as attractive, the mates that you call in, right? So not only was I calling in obviously the wrong type of mate, the, the wrong type of patterning, I was suicidal. And 
I cannot, I don't tell, haven't told a lot of people that in months of my life, unless you've heard me talk, but, um, you know, my self-image was so low and I was so stressed. My nervous system was so taxed that my body was just withering away. My mind was mush. I was living in a fog. And after I got out of that relationship, thanks to my mom for having me see the light of day. She's a saint. Um, I, I, amongst other dysfunctional conditioning from my father, who was very, very frugal, um, and made me fearful of money. Um, I decided that if I was having this, you know, holding myself hostage within life and holding myself back, I decided to spend all my money and take myself abroad. So I sold my car. I lived in Southeast Asia for three months. Um, I almost almost died over there, but I basically was so low in life that I said, if I'm going to die, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die having an adventure, seeing things. And I will never forget because the girl, the young girl that wanted love so bad in her life, like hearts are my thing. I just wanted to see love. I wanted to capture love, right? We all did in a dysfunctional life, right? Um, I remember a local Balinese man came up to me and he said, what's wrong? And I said, you know, I'm homesick. And um, and he asked me, like, what I missed or whatever. He goes, just, you know, like, I want to let you know, Bali means love. And at that point, I snapped into it. And I, I remember I smiled again and I learned to laugh. I was like, I didn't think I was ever going to laugh ever again in my entire life. So... This perpetuated the journey onto many other things, obviously finding myself moving around a lot in life, right? I moved every four months to a different place because I was uncomfortable with seeing myself, right? Seeing the shadows and admitting that I needed to make a change for myself. No one else could do that. No location, no name change, nothing. You can't find a mate that is going to be your other half like people say you complete me no you got to complete yourself so then the the pretty much the last big kahuna was in my late 20s I went through my Saturn return and it lasted for about I started what 2017 and I got out my gosh probably four years later I will remember that day when I wrote in my journal and I said, oh my God, I'm 31 today. It was when I turned 31 and I said, I am awakened. I had this complete download and I said, I am awakened, right? I actually severely went through during that time. I got black mold illness twice. I had to move from one house to the next. I was on an extreme herbal detox program. Thank, again, thankful to my mom for having that given to me. But, um, again, I had to take another soulful, soulful journey for myself. And I went to Italy and I was seen that Jupiter, that Jupiter astrological line said, I see you, you are beautiful, you are whole. And, you know, I started to dive in because when I had mold, people wanted me to take this. They wanted me to take that. I have an autoimmune disease, right? From you know, growing up in life from everything catapulting onto each other. And 
everyone always wanted me to take a pill. And I said, no, I cannot put any other things in my body that are just dysregulating myself. So I became a health advocate for myself. So that's the hero part, right? Wow. So I became a health advocate for myself. I started to learn all the scientific facts about everything, all the chemical abilities. And that, long story short, I could go on and on and on, but we're going to have to continue that part of another. And you guys can all listen to my talk. But that is why, primarily, that story, why I became a toxic-free lifestyle advisor and why I've been teaching people and speaking on behalf of everyone out there to become the ringleader of your own mind, you know, become the captain, the captainess. I like that, the captainess. <laughs> yeah, I find, you know, there's so many different points in life, but for more intuitive people or sensitive people who are probably listening to Witchy Wellness right now or just being on this podcast, we're drawn to these shows because you maybe your star seed or more intuitive. You mm. you feel like you either are in your dark night of your soul or you've been through it and there's this, you know, like life is happening to you. But there's there's always another moment that you get the choice, right? To 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 choose differently. Um, but I really do feel like our bodies are like these little tuning forks in these situations, like through your life. I know you had digestive issues as well. I did too, like chronic digestive issues until like my mid to late twenties after I really got like the energetics of what was going on and to own all of this probably sat in return about that time as well. Um, but like, what's your take on like the prevalence of, you know, the chronic illness and like that kind of physical part among the intuitive people. Like, is that, is it just happening for us? Like what what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I, to be honest, like I think about it and my husband asks me, he he's asked me a couple of times because he knows everything that's happened in my life, but he, he says, would you ever change anything that happened to you? And you know, when I'm in those moments, I was like, <sighs> I would have been like done anything to give me like the that what is it the easy button like get me out of here but now that I think about it like when you ask a question like that no absolutely not I wouldn't want to change anything because that was the the constant reminder the constant download the constant question or excuse me um catapult from source saying have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet Real talk, not all anxiety is created equal, nor can you manifest the same way with it. Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to embrace and manifest with your anxiety today. You're for a reason, and you've got to use your, yes, knock, 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 you've got to use your light work, you know, abilities. Like, this is why you're here, and these tests keep coming up because these are patterns, right? 
it's not a lesson to us. It is more of an awakening, right? A calling to say like, you're invited. Like you are so invited to speak your truth. And that's all the universe wants. That is all the universe wants, right? So yeah, I, I think it's happening for all of us. If that makes sense. Oh, totally, totally. And I think it's, I think of Abraham and how they say like either in the vortex or not, or you're listening to your inner being or not. And I feel like that's really how this can be simplified too. It's like your inner being saying, Hey, this isn't you. It's time to like, remember and be guided and like be who you really are here in this lifetime. And it really allows us to have the desire to go on that journey, the desire to connect to our intuition. And I know like, that for me as well has been a key in my own healing. And I wanted to hear more your take on it. You know, it's the balance between like so many people listening have dealt with Western medicine, know it has a place, but they're like, WTF, what's, what's not happening? You know, like, wh why am I not healed? I want to take the magical pill. But I think that these physical things in life happen to us because we're supposed to listen to that. And I know you kind of bridged that gap to help people, but I'd love to hear, you know, your own take on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Abraham states it perfectly, but we can too. We are the magical pill. And like intuition is such an overly used word and I get it, but it's more about just like stepping back. And like, literally, like, first getting out of your own way, but also recognizing that everything that happens to us manifests within us dis-ease. It's all a reflection and it's all a mirror of things that we need to heal of our ancestors too. Okay. I mean, I'm a huge believer in that. Um, I believe so this is kind of weird. I get it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Katie. But um, I believe that, you know, we have generations, right? And sometimes people are brought into, like me, for instance, I'm a stepmom. And I was brought into this family, right? And I, maybe as a young child growing up in the Midwest, thought, thought, okay, I have to have children, right? This is an example. But then maybe I experience these children in my life and I say, that's enough. Like, like maybe I'm supposed to be the end stop for this, for the next generation. Like they're the next generation. And maybe since I'm the youngest child, I've done the healing of my family's ancestry and I don't need to procreate anyone else. Does that make sense? Because the light worker is here, right? So I think we are meant to be here to heal those ancestral traumas, right? And we need to step back and get out of our own way so we can do that, right? And then we can continue to be the light workers for the next generation. We've got to stop. We've got to look. We've got to listen, right? And um, and speak from what we hear, right? There are so many things coming up. We were just the lucky little beans and maybe
maybe sometimes you may feel unlucky that we have to go through the human experience. It's hard. It's so hard. Some days I wish I was a leaf blowing around, you know, but then you get crushed. Yeah, I totally get it. I know my boyfriend and I, we remind each other, remember, we're an infinite being having a human experience. Just remember that because when you're in it, at least for me, that really helps me kind of get a little bit bigger perspective, like that generational mm-hmm. perspective you're talking about. I love talking about the subject because science is kind of slowly reaching up to the metaphysical and the spiritual side of all of this. I, I know you guys, if you've listened before, I talk about epigenetics a lot, and mm-hmm. they actually can test now just six or eight generations if um, a dramatic event happened, like traumatic they can actually see that variation in your genetic code eight generations down. And just like the placebo effect, it can be something quote unquote negative, or you can change it to be something positive. So if you are really doing the work, whether you have children or not, just know that like genetically you are upgrading not only your lineage, but humanity around you. It's like literally you become a physical different person. You're upgrading your DNA. And I think that's so cool to think about because for me, when I'm trying to make a change, I like to tune into like, okay, if I already made this change, who would I need to be? And it's Mm. science is showing us, oh my gosh, literally you can change that. You can change your DNA within your own generation um, through positive or negative, which is awesome. Well, and it's so interesting because when you talk about that change, in the DNA, you can also create change, you know, with that being energetically, right? That can create change. And I know people are like, oh my gosh, positive thinking. Let's talk about this. But no, it's so true. Like you, you, we are the thinker of our thoughts. We are the thinker of our thoughts and our thoughts create actions, right? So like me being a stepmom as an example, right? They may or may not have a great relationship with their biological mom, but me having that influence on there, I can still transform their DNA a little bit here and there, right? Just like females menstruating at the same time when roommates live together, right? It's kind of the same thing, but I get it. Yeah, science is, I mean, Things are advancing so much now, but it goes back to like when I talk about toxic free living, you know, also thinking about the science of the products that we're using, you know, the chemicals we're putting in our life. I mentioned hormonal birth control, right? You know, not taking that easy button for everything because sometimes the easy button will have to be an antibiotic in the future or will give you indigestion or whatever. You know, but there are so many things out there that we do need to incorporate externally too. That could be better uses, not just energetically person to person, but certainly you and I, Lauren, can have positive influence on, you know, other people to make those changes. Yeah. I love how you bring in, we we talked about like toxic relationships, the energy behind all of this, but Mm -hmm. I am also a firm believer, like your body plays a role. Like you are this infinite being in this physical body and you have to take care. And like you just as like spiritual and emotional hygiene, you need this physical hygiene. And you mentioned like birth control. I mean, the beauty industry, just ton of crappy 
stuff in there. But it really affects my mood. Like, I know when I eat certain foods, even, mm-hmm. like, I know my that will shift my body into a different emotional state than if, you know, I ate cleaner. And it doesn't mean that I don't, I'm not orthorexic because I've been there where I have to only eat clean foods. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how can we support our bodies to be the best we can be, to be in this healing mode? Because in the spiritual world, sometimes I feel like, it's too overly outside of the body focused when I mm-hmm. think it's really needs to be both. And I love how you approach it. You know, it's toxic lifestyle, all encompassing this. So from a physical standpoint, what are some like major things that listeners can maybe take a look at? Like if they're dealing with some chronic illness or even just like realize they need to do a little cleanup physically, what are mm. some things we can take a look at that we haven't mentioned yet today? Oh my gosh. Well, there's so many, but if we can pick a topic, you put out a great example, food, right? That's a great example. Plus it's a great example of, you know, seasonal transitions. We're always constantly going on. Um, I'm going to use that as an example. So some easy way is, well, first off, I want y'all to get in your head to do baby steps. Everything's going to be a baby step, right? We know at the end of the year, especially people are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start the diet on Monday, you know, first of the year, what have you. Um, And so baby steps is key. Um, And then we talk about seasons, buying produce in season. Okay, let's step back. An easy, easier baby step. Um, Eating out only once a week, being totally in control of the source of your food, the spices you put in, the oils you put in. Um, Because of course I can go further down the line and say, don't use certain types of oils, but we're going to take a baby steps, right? Eating less processed foods. What is a processed food? Okay. Educate. That's my, my job is to educate y'all. What is a processed food? A processed food is something that's been heavily refined or even that is in a package. So shopping the perimeter of the store, right? Fruits, vegetables, all the things. Um, And then in turn, you can move on to hopefully going into organic or farmer's market produce, right? If you can get to one of those, um, stay away from chemicals and pesticides sprayed on there. That's a deeper baby step, but starting small, right? Baby steps, simple changes, Lauren. That's exactly how you do it. Eating more fruits and vegetables. There are a lot of different things we can do. Um, You know, food is just a a fine example. The thing that I think also when we talk about toxic free living and especially with food, you mentioned a great example of like orthorexia. Some people also go into other things binge eating, right? We talked about binge eating, right? Little kids do it all the time and they do it because they can't do drugs and alcohol, right? So everything's numbing in life, right? But my point is everything is emotional. So mind body connection within everything that you do in life, mind body connection, your brain, your gut, they're interconnected by this thing called the vagus nerve. It goes all the way down your spine. So everything is emotional, not just food, 
but the products you buy in life, right? The way that you style your home. So I want everyone to be very intentional about why they're putting that fork of, you know, highly processed, I don't know, I'm going to use cake <laughs> into their mouth. Why they're doing that. Take a step back, back, eat slower, be more mindful when you're eating, chew your food, right? Why are you deciding to purchase, you know, the carrots or the, you know, miso soup, or I don't know, whatever you're saying, um, instead of, you know, the processed, overly antibiotic, I'm going to use meat as an example, right? Um, you have to ask yourself, it's going to take a little bit more work, but it's another baby step along the way. Question yourself, why am I doing this? What does it do to me? How do I feel afterwards? You know, is my skin glowing? Am I vibrant? Are my eyes bright white? You know, can I think clearly? Can I sleep well at night? Right? Everything is going to basically be, you know, the tools for your toolbox to use in the future. Another thing I want everyone to know is that everyone is different, right? Everyone is different. So your body is not like someone else's body. Everyone has different needs entirely. So I want, I think that's a huge takeaway, especially since we dove into the food aspect, which has a lot to do with self-confidence too. And there's so many emotional attachments um, to the subject of food. It can be very druggy for some people and a lot of peer pressure does come up. So I just say, stick to yourself, set up your boundaries with that. Um, and you know what, maybe Lauren, we can talk about other things in another podcast. Um, but I know for the integrity of your show, because there's so many different ways that I've classified toxic free living, you know, whether it's, to, uh, food, whether it's beauty and um, cosmetics, whether it's home and cleaning products, whether it is relationships. That's one of my favorite ones. So it does go on and on. And also the environment that you live in. I love it. There, I love the holistic approach because it isn't just one thing, but, you know, little baby stuff, like you said, in any area can really, really help make sustainable change and when we're making any change, it's really helpful to have somebody there to to listen, to guide us, you know, who's gone through this journey before. Um, whether, you know, if you're trying to make live a less toxic lifestyle, trying to start a business, trying to learn how to be a yoga teacher, you want this training, you want this support. And I know that you offer different consultations and programs for people. Um, if people are interested in learning more, how could they work with you? Yeah. So you can check out my website and contact me on justbeinghonest.com. Bean has no G. So it's J-U-S-T-B-E-I-N-H-O-N-E-S-T.com. You can also, if you have any other questions, you can email me through there and um, hit me up on Instagram at justbeinghonestkb. Um, yeah, I'm all over. And the podcast is just being honest. So a lot of good info there. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know we probably could have about five more episodes to dive into every single yes. toxic free, <laughs> free um 
parts of life, but thank you so much for your time today and being really raw and honest because I know, you know, come being a host, it's one thing, but going on other people's show and really opening your heart, it, it takes a lot. So my, ugh, I, you inspire me so much. And I know <laughs> that's why I started the show is so I could have other people, you know, share their truth and, you know, their honesty and like, I, we're, we're not here to be superficial and we're just being honest, pun intended, yeah. but for real, it's, you know, it's not, it's not an easy feat. So thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for creating a safe space for guests to do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. And we end the show the same way. Thank you again for, for just being honest and showing up here and your big, beautiful heart. How may we, the listeners, as an act of gratitude, be of service for you in return today? Oh, my gosh. Um, one of two things. My request, um, if y'all could, well, support shows just like both of us. So go like Lauren's show and go like my show over on Apple iTunes, wherever you're listening to your podcast. Help us grow organically. And um, the second thing I think you all could do for yourself is um, really dive in deep to even the messages that I'm speak, you know, speaking about out there. Help support, you know, putting your dollar to what is best for you and what is best for the environment, right? So let's all become toxic free together, guys. I'm accepting new clients right now. So if you want to hit onto the journey, let's do this. New year, new you. Actually, same you, better you, better you, the real you. The real and honest you. you. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I appreciate it. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.